is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, he's our executive producer. Huge Michigan State fan. I noticed he wasn't saying anything about the number four team in America losing at home to a better basketball team for one night in James Madison. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, will join us in just a moment. We'll get the latest there. He didn't bring that up. And then I said, hey, do you see all the breaking news connected to Michigan and Harbaugh? He goes, huh? Did he get suspended? Huh? Did he get suspended? Like he's ready to open Christmas presents with Hammer and Hank Hayes and Mama Hayes. Slow up, wait a minute, put a little groove in it. I said we're still looking to see if Harbaugh will get suspended, but the story is turning in a different direction, it seems, daily, if not every couple of hours. So Richard Johnson and Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated the latest headline from this afternoon, rivals decoded Michigan signals and shared them with another Big Ten team. Two single-page documents obtained by Sports Illustrated listing detailed breakdowns of Michigan's deciphered signals were shared last season with a Big Ten school set to face the Wolverines. As a high-stakes showdown looms with Big Ten leadership, Michigan is aggressively fighting back against potential sanctions for alleged illegal signal stealing by former football staffer Connor Stallions. Among the school's means of rebuttal, it plans to formally present evidence to league officials that last season other Big Ten schools decoded the Wolverine signals and disseminated them to a future opponent. A former Big Ten coach of a rival school in recent days forwarded to the Wolverines copies of two single-page documents listing Michigan's deciphered signals. Three sources with knowledge of the situation confirmed to Sports Illustrated. 
The former Big Ten coach was a member of a staff that he said last season received multiple detailed breakdowns of which signals corresponded to which play calls. He told Michigan, according to the sources, that the information had originally come from other Big Ten schools. The former coach shared the documents with Michigan in an attempt to show that signal stealing is pervasive in the sport and to support embattled head coach Jim Harbaugh. A source familiar with the situation said Harbaugh could face a suspension in the coming days from Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. Copies of the documents were obtained by Sports Illustrated with the information partially redacted because the Wolverines still run many of the same plays or use the same signals, a source familiar with Michigan's play call said. A source familiar with the contents of the documents verified their authenticity. The two Michigan signal breakdowns include sections devoted to deciphering the boards held up by staffers with images on them, lengthy list describing hand signals for running plays, slightly shorter lists for passing plays, and separate lists describing signals for play-action passes or bootleg plays. One of the documents also includes a section devoted to signals gathered during a 2022 game against the Wolverines, and both documents include a 2020 game, followed by a short rundown of signals ostensibly deciphered during a game that year. A Michigan source confirmed that the signals described corresponded to their 2022 play calls. The Associated Press first reported that the former Big Ten staffer had told Michigan about its signals being decoded, but did not publish the specific documents. In the documents, the signal descriptions are followed by what the actual plays are. So I shared it. I can't go through the entire document. You can... Read that. We'll talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, Anthony Broom, Doug Skeen. Uh, we'll get their thoughts on it. But I do have it up uh, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. So you have multiple schools ganging up on Michigan in this story, just like the other 13 schools didn't want Harbaugh on the call to freely talk about him, along with ADs. Yeah. You're the Big Ten. What do you do now? You, you you have to form your own investigation about this sportsmanship. And is it rampant and ongoing at other schools? You have to. If you're Tony Petiti, you have to do this. So we'll take your thoughts on the entire situation. Michigan State's loss last night. What's up with the Spartans? I know it's only one game. You tell me one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with a ton of locations all across Michigan. They're a Michigan bank. So our Honolulu Blue Coppercraft Distillery, huge question of the day. It would be two. Your thoughts on the Michigan... State loss last night at home to James Madison. And also, do you believe the Big Ten will suspend Harbaugh? You can answer those questions at 1-866-838-4843.
That's 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt-in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, VMSU Insider is standing by. Yesterday, I looked at Michigan State as a big favorite, close to 17 points. I didn't think it would be a 50-point win at home, but I expected a 15- to 20-point victory for the Spartans. And what I did watch early, Comp, in that game, you could see that it was going to be a game. I agree. Um, You know, James Madison came out, and they played good defense with good quickness to begin with. They got out on the shooters, made it difficult for Tyson Walker, and they kind of did a good job playing off of others inviting Malik Hall to shoot, inviting A.J. Hogard to shoot. When Holloman came in, inviting him to shoot. Um, stuck to their scouting report, played with good quickness, played with team concept on defense, and that's the first step toward forcing Michigan State into a mediocre game. From there, James Madison played good transition defense. They rebounded well. Um, neither team shot well. Of course, Michigan State shot historically bad, but it's not like James Madison came in and shot out of their minds in order to pull this upset, they were the better team in terms of defense and rebounding. That's one of the concerning things for Michigan State in practice today. Comp, Izzo said it afterwards, you know what? If the upperclassmen don't and the returning guys don't want to step up, I got freshmen, I'll play, and I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's going to be competitive for playing time. And Izzo's been known over the years after a loss to, you know, to shuffle the starting lineup. Usually that happens maybe a little bit later in the season or after maybe after an understandable loss to a top-20 team in, in December. But to lose to a mid-major in November, it had never happened before. It's the first November loss, I think, in Breslin Center history. And you know, I was counting, counting it up last night. You know, Michigan State's only lost to maybe five or six mid-majors you know, since 1998 in the regular season three of them at home. They lost to Texas Southern a few years ago, ended up going to the Final Four that year. Lost to Toledo back in, like, 2004. They lost to Northeastern, I think, in 2017 or so. And that's about it in terms of losing to mid-majors at home. So this does not happen very often. And for it to happen the first game of the year, um, either that's a bad sign or it's an outlier. We won't know until a few weeks and months go by. I think I saw a graphic during the game, I'm not sure, and you would know, Comp. Uh, you were there that the last time they lost their opener when they were fourth ranked, I think, was the was it the year they won the national? Was it in Hawaii or something? They lost to Hawaii. They went out there and played Hawaii, the University of Hawaii, early, and then four days later they were in the Maui Invitational, so they thought it would be a good idea to go out there and get a get a game under their belts before playing in the Maui Invitational. And they were ranked number five in the country, just right. like they were last night, number five in the country. And I wrote about that something today. The other commonality was, if you go back and read about that game in Hawaii, Michigan State had terrible cramp issues. Shannon Brown was carted off the court due to cramps. Drew Neitzel had to leave the game with cramps. So did Paul Davis and so did Maurice Ager. Um, that was due to travel. You know, some complications with travel. But interestingly, last night, Izzo said Hogard and Walker had problems with cramps. They both finished the game, but Izzo thought that that was debilitating for them to an extent. It's just ironic that the other time that it happened, 
was against number five, also or when being ranked number five, and in the season opener. Now, Michigan State fans will remember a Big Ten, basically a game that decided the Big Ten championship. Michigan State lost to Wisconsin when Paul Davis, I think, was a junior. Um, when he came, he had his, he had cramps in his legs and had to come off the court, and it really hurt Michigan State's chances. So Michigan State fans will remember that game. But in terms of game number one of a season being ranked number five, that was an interesting subplot with some history repeating itself. But that was a factor a little bit last night. Izzo was not completely happy with the way Tyson Walker played, despite scoring 35, 36 points, whatever it was, missing free throws. And credit to James Madison. I mean, usually Tyson Walker has more open three-pointers than that. Usually he can create his own three-pointers. But they played good defense. But there are other factors as well, including Michigan State's uh, lacking a little bit of offensive balance from people around Tyson Walker, which is is something that could uh, be a problem all year. Yeah, when I started thinking, not overreacting to one loss, because I thought it was a pretty good James Madison team, right? A team you probably see in the NCAA tournament. What was the lack of a a pure three-point shooter that I never saw on the floor through all the bodies Izzo rolled out there? I did not see that pure three-point shooter that they'll need. You're exactly right. And, Bill, you will remember what I said two weeks ago and a month ago and last spring. They need somebody to replace that Joey Hauser role. And they don't necessarily have that. That's a huge X factor. And I mentioned that Malik Hall is the one most likely to provide that. And it's a big question mark whether he will be able to. And I said all year, every month, that'll be one of the variables, one of the checkpoints. How is he coming along as a stretch four? Is she is he shooting better than thirty nine percent from three point range? Is he into the forties? If they don't have that, that makes Tyson Walker less effective. That makes AJ Hogarth less effective. You need the stretch four to stretch a defense to help open up gaps and provide uh, you know avenues for people to drive and um, score at the rim or drive and, and kick. You need the stretch four to hit three pointers. I thought Malik Hall played well against Tennessee. Didn't hit a three-pointer, but he was aggressive to the rim, productive, energetic. He, he uh, played with some energy and with a motor. And I thought that Malik Hall that played against Tennessee is what they need. But unfortunately with Malik Hall, he's up and down. He's inconsistent. He always has been, and he knows that. And he's working on it. But last night was a down night for him. And also, Hogarth and Akins didn't play well. And um, the whole team shoots one out of 20 from three-point range, hmm. misses 14 free throws, and wow. they got in trouble against a pretty good mid-major. And they get knocked off at home, and transfer portal is even the playing field, playing court, whatever you want to call it. Jim Comperoni, yeah. SpartanMeg.com. You can follow Michigan State basketball all season long. Uh, the Ohio State game, one final thought on football. Yeah, uh, What's going to go down Saturday night in Columbus? You know, Michigan State's really not matched up with them well in the last four or five years. The last couple of years of D'Antonio um, didn't match up well either. So, I mean, Ohio State has not played well the last two weeks. You know, kind of st- st- stammered and staggered through the Wisconsin game, trailed Rutgers at halftime. Now they're going back home. Ryan Day has something to get on their tails about. Like, guys, we got to play a good four-quarter start to finish. We're not playing our best. we got to do it right now, regardless of who the opponent is. Turns out the opponent's Michigan State. Michigan State, the timing is not good for Michigan State to wander in there as a sparring partner for Ohio State. I suspect Ohio State's going to put four good quarters together and win comfortably. 
His name is Jim Converoni. Follow everything connected to Michigan State sports at SpartanMeg.com. That's SpartanMeg.com. Izzo will get a lot of motivation out of that film tape and results from last night in that loss out of James Madison. Comp, appreciate the update. Thank you. you. You have a good day. Thanks for having me on. All right, SpartanMeg.com. Everything you need to know about Michigan State sports at SpartanMeg.com. Up next, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us. We'll get an update on Harbaugh, Michigan, illegal scouting, sign stealing. The story now has spun to other Big Ten schools. It's been confirmed and documents, the first documents released out of all the allegations on Connor Stallions. You have not seen evidence released, and now there's evidence and they haven't identified the opposing Big Ten schools as of yet. There's no way the Big Ten commissioner can come in and single out Harbaugh. He can't do it. You'll, you'll lose all credibility as a commissioner. He'll, he'll be out of a job within six months if he makes this move. You have got to investigate as a conference, or allow the NCAA to investigate before your rush to judgment. Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Special guest, Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Save on Thanksgiving with one stop at Meyer. I see freshness. Get a Meyer Grade A frozen turkey, 59 cents per pound, limit one, and stuffing green beans and tasty pies. I smell savings. Plus, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Printed at checkout, redeemed through November 18th. It gives me great joy. <sighs> Deal so good, you gotta celebrate. Get Thanksgiving in one stop and start holiday shopping at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter, 
in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Superfly Hayes. We're calling him Brett James Madison Hayes. Now, he's not talking any smack right now. I was just reading that Sports Illustrated story. People are trying to figure out now who is the rat on the other side that not only gave the information to Michigan, but who are the other coaches colluding? Uh, welcome back to Big Ten Wheel of Fortune. Pat, I'll take an O for a million. We'll go with an O. Ding. Uh, I'll take a P for a trillion. How about a P? M for a gazillion. <laughs> Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. He's going on 22 minutes of sleep every night for the last three weeks. He's known as a warrior. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Chris? I am tired, and you know, I'd rather be covering a football team that's competing for a championship. But uh, the more, the, the deeper we get involved in this, the worse it is in, in terms of the, the coverage and the, you know, the smear campaign. And, and yeah, I get it. I get that. Uh, you know, everybody thinks this is like horrible and it's wrong and so on and so forth. By the way, the the two programs um, that the Big Ten was informed today that the two programs that that gave Purdue Michigan signals before the, the championship game last year were Rutgers and Ohio State. Mm. So John Bacon, John Bacon just tweeted that as well. Uh, we're putting a story up on wow. that. Uh, that's that's no surprise to us. I'm shocked uh, by Ohio State. I'm actually <laughs> shocked. Well, Greg Schiano, right? Greg Schiano with his thing. Uh, you know, Mister. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on out there at halftime of the game or whatever. Oh. And, um, I'm, I'm telling you, Bill, this is open to can of worms that that I think that they don't want uh, uh this is just going to get uglier and uglier uh and and i'm telling you right now um the deeper the deeper we get into it the more the less the less i knew we knew you know because uh it's just nuts this isn't this isn't the way it's supposed to be and uh then that's including connor stallions you know with his you know 50 whatever games worth of tickets that he bought and, and recording signals and stuff like that but what michigan wants to know is okay um this was from a whistleblower uh, on the Purdue side is from what we understand that, okay, they got tired of listening to this crap because it was, he said it was his uh, responsibility to steal signals, and they don't know if he did it legally or not. He's afraid our, our colleagues who spoke with him said he's afraid to talk anymore, um, but Michigan wants to get to the bottom of it. How did they get their signals? And uh, it's all over the place that Purdue had them before the Big Ten championship game. So, um, And they had uh, apparently laminated 
allegedly laminated and were using them on the sidelines against Michigan in what was a pretty tight game in the first in the first half. So mm. um, yeah, so this this yeah. thing is just about to. I mean, but nobody nobody cares, right? And, and now you've got the other side. Well, coach has been sharing information all the time. Oh, now and, now and now it's that. okay. Oh, right, wait right. a minute, yeah, because you know, what people right. are forgetting here that there's two targets. Well, three would be Michigan as a program, but I'll go with Connor right. Stallions at. And I'm I'm hearing from people who know him, who have yeah. ran into him. I'm hearing from former coaches that uh, will go to their grave saying he was a rogue operator, he was a different animal, and that Harbaugh wasn't aware. So that's that's the first thing. So now you yeah. got Harbaugh, where the NCAA told Ross Dellinger, at least his sources, that Harbaugh has not been connected with any evidence yet to Connor Stallions. Yet right. the Big Ten is still sending sending a 48-hour notice, which isn't due process, on prepare uh, for our punishment unless you can convince us otherwise. Well, that was before this SI story where we actually see evidence for the first time ever connected to anything in this story the last three weeks. We see yeah. hard evidence. And the Big yep. Ten, there is no way, when, when SI released the documents, there is no way the, the Big Ten will have to announce, due to new information, we are continuing an investigation with the NCAA looking into all the schools and their connection to this. They have to it's do gonna, that. It's a, it's a can of worms. And uh, some of the stuff that we've heard from the investigators that are actually investigating on behalf of Michigan, uh, it's going to blow your mind, Bill. And, uh, you know, uh, can you give me one thing? <laughs> one thing? No, I can't. But I will say this uh, I will say that the uh, comment yesterday, sources, and this was fantastic, sources. NCAA told the Big Ten there are no known ties to Ryan Day or his family um, in, in terms of what the, the private investigators were. So that conversation probably went something like this. Uh, the Big Ten calls the NCAA, hey, do you guys have any evidence of this? The Big Ten says no, or the NCAA says no. The Big Ten says, okay, so there's your story, right? There are no known sort, no known ties. Yes, no known. No, that's what I put. Investigated it. Right, right, because I, I, I put in parentheses, no known ties, yep. which, which doesn't exonerate Ohio State. Now you get this story showing that Ohio State and Rutgers are two of the schools colluding with Purdue. Are you kidding me? I, and I, I got to tell you, Bill, I worry about the kids. If, if if Purdue knew their signals, I worry about those Michigan kids. If they knew their signs, oh, they're going to yeah. get hurt, right? Alan Haller, you know, right? Michigan oh, State, and what about hurt. Ryan Walters? What about right? the flat-out liar on the conference call? Yes, I'm so scared. I'm so worried about these kids, you know, that they're going to get hurt because they knew their signals. Give me a break. Let's stop the insanity here, okay? And if Michigan did something wrong, then they deserve what's coming to them. If Jim Harbaugh knowingly lied, uh, he came out with that statement, then then he's going to be dealt with, right? And if he said he had no no knowledge about it and it comes out, you know what? I will be the first one to say that's not acceptable. He's probably going to get fired, and he probably deserves to be fired. But it's called due process for a reason, right? And the rush to judgment here and by the networks, you haven't seen Pete Thamel or anybody in the national media retweeting half of these stories about these other sign-stealing allegations or, or, you know, some are – it's amazing how some are – phrasing it, decoding signs rather than stealing. Decoding. You know, one, I think, yeah, uh, it's like, okay, so one's decoding, the other's stealing. Uh, there is so much dirt out there on every program, and I can promise you, Bill, I can promise you that there are people working to get to the bottom of every single program in the Big Ten 
because there are some powerful people at Michigan that are sick of the railroading and in the media. And again, I'm not exonerating Michigan from doing anything wrong, but it certainly seems like there's a coordinated effort here to take Michigan down without due process as it relates to this year. And some people have told me, follow the money, you know, follow the money and who benefits from this the most. And that's what I always say is probably the smart thing to do. The Big Ten, the mob mentality that Tony Petiti brought to this story, the national embarrassment now that awaits him with these other stories coming out, uh, I doubt the guy survives this. I really mean that. When the, Not now, next summer, whenever it is, you can't do this. And what you did is you listened. The coaches, the minute the coaches said, we want Harbaugh not on the call so we can speak freely, that should have been your first sign as the Big Ten commissioner. No, Jim will be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, same thing what, with the ads. Okay, what's his end game here, Bill? What is what is Petiti's end game here? Well, no, that Jim it's Delaney. Awesome. That Jim Delaney wants to hammer Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, but what's the end game? What, what are they going to gain here? No, no, no. The, the end game. It. The end game. This is why I think Petiti will be out of a job before the next football season kicks off with the new look Big Ten. The end game now with what he did is he thought he was going to have support of 13 of the 14 coaches and all of the ADs outside award. And he's going to be, he's a new guy on the block, the new boss. And he ran with the mob mentality without looking at the facts or having his own investigation. And the end game now is total embarrassment coast to coast for the big 10, not just Michigan. It's going to get worse, Bill. I can promise you it is going to get worse. Well, I know. When you you talk in that low, deep voice, kind of like Nicholson in The Shining, (laughs) here's Johnny. That's right. And uh, (laughs) I can promise you uh, that it's going to get worse. And some of the stuff that I've heard in the last couple of days, remember early on in the story when I told you all this stuff? Okay, just wait until you hear it. It's like a 30 for 30. This is going to have to be either an E60 or a screenplay. Because there is so much more, even that is that has come out since then, um, that in, involving private investigators, uh, F, former FBI guys. Uh, I'm telling you, this is this is fascinating, um, and we'll see where it goes. But the thing with Petiti, somebody explained to me last night. They said, you know, this is basically. I said, what is his end game? He goes, this is basically a TV guy that got out over his skis. He's not qualified for this job, and uh, whether it's exactly. Jim Delaney whether it's Jim Delaney or whoever pulling his strings. And Jim Delaney, we can go back, he go, we go back to 1989 with his feud with Michigan when Bo Schembechler called him out. This guy was telling him, telling officials before the game when he first got the job, don't let Bo you know, control this game and don't let him intimidate you. And the, the head of officials said on the record, he said Jim Delaney would call them before games and tell them what to look for and how to call certain games. Mm. Okay? And uh, so come on, people. Let's connect the dots. No, no, no. And, the, the end game yeah. is this, uh, Ballas that Petiti thought he was going to get everybody to be his friend uh, and come hand down a two-game punishment. Harbaugh would be there for Ohio State. He looks like the big, tough commissioner to the world. He takes care of Fox that Harbaugh uh, wouldn't be gone for the Ohio State game. And instead, this is blown up in his face. He didn't do his due diligence. The Big Ten should have looked into this, uh, and they didn't. And now every almost hour, things are piling up. That this Ryan Walters, who called out Michigan, who yeah. who, who called out Michigan uh, before the game, who wouldn't shake Harbaugh's hand at the end, 
and now he's connected. Well, the school is connected to this. The school is connected. Yeah, yeah. Not, not him, the school, because he was with Illinois, right? Is yeah. that, uh, last year, he was being fed the signs, the Michigan signs. By, uh, I talked to a staffer who stood next to him on the sidelines, and I wrote this in a story yesterday. I talked to a staffer who stood next to him on the sidelines when he was the defensive coordinator for Purdue for uh, Indy, Illinois, and said that they were calling Michigan's plays. They had Michigan's plays. I went out. He went. I, he flat out told me we had Michigan's plays. We were trying telling Wyatt, Ryan Walters what they were. And guess what? Michigan went. And when they found out that they were stealing their signals, guess what they did? They went to wristbands, Bill, because they're not stupid. Because everybody's stealing everybody's signals. So they went to their wristbands, and they took away that advantage, and they ended up winning the game. So Ryan Walters was being fed. And now this staff member said, okay, we didn't do it illegally. And I believe him. I know who he, I, I know who he is. I trust him. I spoke with him, obviously. Uh, and he actually has Michigan ties. And he said Brett Bielema is nothing if not above reproach when it comes to the way he does things. But somehow they had Michigan signals as well, and they were telling Ryan Walters. So... Let's stop this stupidity. Everybody has everybody's signals in, in, in some capacity or another. The way Michigan went about it was wrong, uh, flat out, in my opinion, uh, the way that Connor Stallions was doing it. But the Yahoo came out with a story that said there is no link, as of yet, between Jim Harbaugh and this. No, no, no knowledge that he knew. But now we're going to suspend him indefinitely or for the rest of the season because you got a bunch of hurt feelings in the Big Ten from coaches that have been colluding against Michigan to steal their signs and give them to other conference schools. Give me a break. That's why this latest Sports Illustrated story, with actual evidence now uh, that the eyes of the court of public opinion can see, that the Big Ten lawyers can see, that the Michigan lawyers can see. Uh, he his best move right now would be to release a statement. I'm talking within the hour that the Big Ten, after further information has come forward in connection to illegal scouting, sign stealing in the Big Ten, we are going to await the NCAA investigation, and the Big Ten will look into all schools and their scouting practices. Right. Yes, absolutely. That would be his move if he's smart. If he if he wants to throw down the suspension and say under sportsmanship and you know my uh, my power as commissioner, he'll be out of a job. Like I said before, next football season, if not sooner, he will. You know, this is one this is one of those things where you get the head of the families together, uh, and this is what the SEC did several years ago when Tennessee was telling on Alabama. So Alabama hired their own private investigators to look at, at Tennessee, and then Auburn came in and they got involved in it and my buddy said they all got put on probation and they all looked at each other and they said what are we doing here and uh, then you get maybe in a back room you know the SEC commissioner saying look fellas you aren't doing us any favors and you guys aren't doing yourselves any favors so somebody needs to get these guys together I think it was somebody I think it was uh, Dan Wetzel who tweeted yesterday that Jer- Jerry Tarkanian once said you know, nine schools out of ten are cheating and the tenth one's in last place and some or at least pushing the rules you know and and I am not suggesting that uh, that Michigan is some rogue, dirty program. I think Connor Stallions, what he did was wrong. Uh, but compared to the other stuff that goes out there, and you and I have talked about this, that we know actually happened, blackmailing of 17-year-old kids after recruiting trips, where people are calling him, calling them up and saying, hey, this, we, we know this happened when you were on a visit here and we have video of it, and maybe this girl was underaged or something like that. And you know what? But we'll, you'll, you'll take care of it. We'll take care of it when you come down here. 
and scaring the hell out of these kids to try to get them to commit to their schools and things like that, which is absolutely criminal and disgusting. And here we are talking about sign stealing as the worst scandal in the history of the Big Ten. Get the hell out of here. Chris Ballas, uh, he went caffeine-free today, believe it or not. (laughs) Sorry. Well, you know, there is, with this latest story from Sports Illustrated, with the documents and evidence being presented about collusion of fellow schools at Ohio State was given helping Purdue get signs because Ryan Day just wanted Harbaugh to lose, right? Yeah, what a what a baby. I mean, right? and, Rutgers, and they already acknowledged. It, they already acknowledged in 2022 that they, they they changed their signals before the Michigan game, and they still got their ass kicked, and they're sitting here crying about sign stealing. Uh, come on, man. What are we doing here? And I can promise you that there is a lot. there are a lot of skeletons in the closet at Ohio State that a lot of people are working to get right now, and it's not going to end well, in my opinion, for the Big Ten. Sorry, Bill. No, I, I, I think the Big Ten, I, I said this yesterday, Chris, I started the show with a very heated, huge opinion that what the Big Ten did, instead of Tony Petiti after the coaches – the minute the coaches said they want to speak freely about Harbaugh, he should have said, no, Jim will be on that call. He will be there. And yeah. with the ADs, I will look into this. There was no rush to judgment needed. There wasn't. Because oh. you were setting up lawsuits. It, it, some thought it was a gotcha moment. That, that's what it was about Harbaugh. That We got him. We got him. We're going to get him out of the Big Ten. We got him now. Oh, my God. He was sending Connor Stallions on to Michigan State, CMU, which, by the way, we're nearing a week, and nobody can identify somebody within five feet of McIlwain. <laughs> um, I will say that um, we should have a story on that tomorrow, um, and I will suggest right now that uh, if Connor Stallions was there, uh, he was not in any working capacity for Michigan. So, oh, um, so you got to? Yeah, so, are, are you breaking a story right here? We're we're trying, and uh, and we we should have something soon. Um, but uh, I think that's pretty well known now. Uh, I know that it is by the people who are involved, and and we've spoken to. So I won't see him. You say anything like it was Connor Stallions because they don't want the embarrassment and they don't want to become think, part of this story, right? I think there's it's it's unfortunate that the dots have been connected and the NCAA is involved now. Uh, nobody knows why he hasn't been named yet as the guy on the sidelines, but um, I would imagine that's going to happen pretty soon. So just stay tuned. There are so many parts and pieces to this moving story. Uh, there's a reason that we're getting three hours of sleep a night. It's absurd. I would rather be covering a team that is competing for a national championship that a lot of people just can't handle. Uh, because this is a good football team. Uh, you know, if you look at the, the games that they've won and people can point to sign stealing and all these idiot coaches saying, oh, it's a 20-point advantage. Well, you know what? Michigan State didn't know it, and they got beat. They, they didn't, Michigan didn't know their signals. They got beat 49 to nothing. Ohio State, Michigan didn't know their signals. They beat them 45 to 23. Michigan didn't know Purdue signals. They beat them 41 to 13 and playing their C game. So let's give credit where it's due here. This is a damn good football team, and that's why they're winning football games. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. You can follow all the breaking news and everything connected to Harbaugh, Michigan, the Big Ten, and now even opposing Big Ten schools. Ryan Pinocchio Walters will break down the rest of Purdue season later on the Pinocchio <laughs> update. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, this story is beyond belief. Stay tuned, Bill. It's only going to get crazier uh, within the next week. All right. Stay away from caffeine. 
I'm trying. Okay. Take care, brother. We love it. Chris Bells from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. Check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery that you can answer. Should the Big Ten pause everything and look into the other schools or hammer Harbaugh with a suspension? Two, how concerned are you about Michigan State after the loss to James Madison last night? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Speaking of hoops, John Beeline. Joins us every Tuesday through the NBA Finals. We talk Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten, Pistons, and the NBA. Basketball conversation with the former Michigan coach each and every Tuesday during the final hour presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spot. Now they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We're back live across Michigan. Want to give a shout out to all the brands Steakhouse and Grills, your home for Michigan and Penn State on Saturday at noon. Also, Michigan State, Ohio State, Saturday night. Lions and the Chargers Sunday at 4. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade. And also, Liz Brand Stegeheis and Sean Stegeheis have taken over the brands on South Division near 44th Street. For the brands close to where you'll be this weekend for Michigan, Michigan State, or the Lions, just go to brands.com. 24-7, everything you need with this show is free and available at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.